And I've realized that a lot of that growth comes from being in those scary places. You know what I mean? And so, so almost having to inflate your ego in a sense to, to push yourself to doing those, those uncomfortable things. Yeah. Interesting. I, I like that perspective. Welcome back, everybody, to another Let's Discuss. Hopefully, you're jumping right from one to another one. If not, thank you so much for coming back and spending some time with me and Keenan. As always, I'm joined by this lovely gentleman beside me, Keenan Hart, the co-founder of Francis, and I'll be your host, Freeman Beals, stress management coach and entrepreneur. Today's topic is an interesting one that can kind of go many different directions, so I'm super excited to see where we're going to go with this. But today, we're going to be talking about ego. And of course, Keenan... I'm really curious, which, uh, which side of the fence are you going to jump on for ego here? Oh, man, ego is a big one. <clears throat> um, I want to start out about ego being something that is designed to protect us. But in protecting us, it often keeps us from being our best self. You know, one mm. of the biggest things that I struggle with, especially as an entrepreneur, just like you, is often we're asked to change what we do and adapt into a new person. And a huge part of that is really the scary process of getting outside of our comfort zone. So even in the content creation process, you know, one of the things that I often have struggled with in the past is like my ego, that little voice in the back of my head saying, you're not good enough to do these things or what gives you enough credibility to talk about these subjects. And the one thing I've recognized through time is that that little voice was designed to really protect me from getting hurt, but it often stops me from being the best version of myself. Right. And I think that a mm. lot of people over conflate that little voice as being the highest version of themselves. But I found that often that little voice is often the lesser version of me that's trying to stop me from getting into scary places. And I've realized that a lot of that growth comes from being in those scary places. You know what I mean? And so, so almost having to inflate your ego in a sense to, to push yourself to doing those, those uncomfortable things. Yeah. Interesting. That, I like that perspective. Yeah, man. Ego for me is just like that little guy who just pops up and is like, you know, we're better than this, or we shouldn't be doing that stuff. You're going to look stupid. But often it's when I get on the other side of that voice's control that I feel like I am my biggest, most proud self. I'm not sure how you mm -hmm. feel. It's interesting. I've, al I've always had a sort of internal struggle with ego. Essentially. I think that we in society give it this weird, connotation right like we're not supposed to have ego it's almost bad mm -hmm. so because of that i've always been very humble almost to a fault with some things i think there's a balance between having enough ego that you go and do things and that you put yourself out there but then being humble enough to recognize you know when you get help or when you're not good at something so it's interesting balance and i think i've often fallen too far on maybe the the humble side of ego and I need to kind of embrace it a little bit more and be more confident in what I have to give and what I know. And it's an internal struggle that I've kind of always been been working on. So, yeah, I've always had an interesting relationship with with ego and how it impacts my day to day. Yeah, sometimes I feel like we almost need like that friend to be like. Freeman, you are that guy. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean? And have that come from an external perspective to give you that validation that you need to like show up as your best self. Because yeah, I see the work that you do consistently, the things that you talk about, positivity, stress management, mindset. And I'm like, this guy needs to be heard more. You know what I mean? So hearing your perspective of being like, sometimes I'm too humble to even get what I deserve is very <laughs> interesting. And I don't really think about it that way, but it's definitely true. And that's yeah. kind of like that limiting voice. Yeah, it is. It is really interesting. And thank you for, 
for giving me that that little bit of that little bit of boost to my to my own ego um, a little bit because it's interesting and you know how much I love to dive into the science of things and stuff like that. So I had to look into like, okay, what does what does ego do in us? Like, what does it cause? Yeah. And I love that you pointed out that it's like it is partly trying to protect you because interestingly enough, ego is close through closely linked to that stress response that our body has, right? So when you have excessive ego, certainly it can trigger in your body the same things that stress would. So anxiety, cortisol, adrenaline, that kind of stuff starts to kick around in your body and you, you know, your blood pressure goes up, you start to burn more glucose and, and things like that. Now, what's interesting is that can be seen as negative, right? Like, oh, we don't need cortisol. Cortisol is actually really useful and I'm not going to get into that. But if you look at the things that like adrenaline do, increased blood pressure does, these things give you energy. So having your ego sort of inflated slightly can give you more energy to go about your day. And then of course you need to know how to kind of rein it in so that you know how to turn it on and off. But those responses can be beneficial to your body from literally a, a biological standpoint. And I think a lot of that has to do with kind of re telling the story that we always tell ourselves, right? I had a yeah. really good friend, my friend Katie, who was an entrepreneur as well. When we were younger, she said something to me passively in text. I was getting ready for a presentation. I was like 25 at the time. So it was like six, seven years ago. And she was like, I was like, yeah, I'm just like really anxious for today's conversation. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And she said, just remember that excited and anxious are the same exact feeling, but we tell ourselves the story mm -hmm. about what they represent. And ever since then, I've always tried to reprogram that story to be like, okay, I feel that cortisol, that adrenaline rush. Is that me feeling nervous and not prepared? Or is my body just pumping as much blood to my brain so I can be as sharp as possible? Yeah. And like kind of retelling that story was a, like a big adjustment that I had to start like really intentionally telling myself to kind of like reprogram that response. It's so interesting that you say that because I had a very, very eerily similar experience that I didn't think about in this way until you just said it there. But I was giving one of my first speeches that I was giving we were about 70, 80 people. I was sitting at the front and I was just about to step up to the thing. And I had my smartwatch on at the time and I got a text from a good close friend of mine yeah. that just said, Hey, you know, thank you so much for your newsletters every week. It's been really beneficial to me and it makes me start my week off in a positive. And that I was feeling anxious beforehand. And that flipped the switch for me, gave me that little ego boost that I needed to go, Oh, like now I can step into this confidently and I can look at it like you just said, with excitement instead of anxiety. So I think that just really shows that it is that perspective, like you just said, that we give ourselves on that um, particular environment that really makes a big difference. Yeah, I think it's a it's a very powerful tool to be harnessed correctly. But the one thing I do mm. realize, I'm going to take the conversation a little bit direction or different direction. One thing that I do worry about today is the environment that we live in and how prosperous it is to feed our ego, especially on things like social media, as an example, being an entrepreneur, as an example, often we feel like if we're not posting things about the cars and the accomplishments and the materialistic, I would say, acquisitions that we have, that often mm. maybe we're not pumping up that side of the ego that social media seems to relate with so much. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think some of the downfalls are to overinflating the ego to meet, I would say, outside demands and needs? I think what maybe the problem is, is that you're, you're inflating your ego with the wrong things, right? You're yeah. using the fancy cars, the big house, you know, your bank account, the amount of likes that you're getting. You're using that to drive your ego versus 
the impact you're having on others, the good you're doing in the world, you know, how many people you've changed the lives of. Like that is a healthy thing to affect your ego. I think chasing things like, you know, social accolades, maybe not the most yeah. beneficial thing to be doing to. And I think maybe that's kind of what we're, what we're on here is like ego is beneficial, but if we're, if we're pumping the wrong thing into our ego, then it's, it becomes dangerous. And I think it's, that's a very conscious effort once again, right. And making sure that we're not feeding ourselves the wrong things to pump up the mm. wrong areas and how we kind of supercharge that ego. Like you said, it can be very beneficial, but it can also be very detrimental to the things that we want to accomplish. And I mean, just like very transparently, you know, I've seen over the last couple of years, entrepreneurship in itself has really blown up. And it seems like a lot of that, I would say, radical, quick adoption by society was like, ooh, if I'm an entrepreneur, then I can also put that in my bio that says entrepreneur, yeah. founder, or whatever. And that's like kind of inflating that ego as well. But maybe that's why we see so much burnout on social media as well, because a lot of those vanity metrics are tied to our self-validation. I'm not sure if that's how you feel, but that's something I consistently kind of battle with in my own mind of like, okay, am I doing the work? I'm putting out the post. Mm. I'm saying what I want to say to impact people favorably. Maybe it doesn't always get the likes and engagement that I look for, but sometimes I think that's more impactful than getting the likes and admiration and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, Gary Vee talks about this a lot because it's interesting. It's a, it's a hard balance, for especially for content creators, because you have to look at the metrics. How much likes is this getting? How much engagement is this getting? That's, your, that's literally your business metrics yep. on what you're creating. So you have to look at that but you have to disassociate yourself, your, your ego with those metrics. And Gary Vee talks about this a lot. He's like, good or bad, that doesn't represent you, right? And you have to, I think that's a, honestly, it's a constant challenge. I know, like, I deal with it. You probably deal with that, right? You're like, okay, these are just metrics. I have to look at them surely under a business metric, as in what should I change? What should I improve? Just about the message I'm sending to people. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that doesn't impact my values and who I am as a person, but surely just um, from a business perspective, which is, which is incredibly challenging. And I actually wanted to ask you, like, what do you think some are some things that people can do to like make that shift in their brain? That's a very interesting question. And, you know, from my perspective, um, you and I in previous episodes have talked about like the topic of alignment and realizing mm -hmm. that like in order for me to get from here to there, I have to be going in the same direction and often creating content, putting out your voice onto the internet and stuff like that. If you don't feel like you're in true alignment with where you're going, then often we feel dissatisfied. And I think being able to fortify that sense of mentality of like, okay, I'm doing what I need to do today in order to get to where I'm going is something that we have to consistently remind ourselves of because this process of being in the trenches every single day, it's very easy to lose way of your North star the way I think about it is like, mm. because you come from like a uh, background of being a river guide as well. You know what I mean? When I think about the process of getting to the river in my mind, I have to go down a path to get to the, you know, the riverbed or the mm. whatever we want to call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and often it's sometimes if you don't have a course that you're going down, it's easy to get lost on the way there. And I feel like content creation and like putting your voice out there is very much the same way, unless you're consistently kind of, I would say, auditing the path that you're headed on. It's easy to get dissuaded and before you know it, you're lost out here. And so, mm. you know, that sense of have that. Yeah. You know, it's very important. Do you have a way that you, you kind of make sure that you're always aware of that North Star? Is there like a, a whiteboard or a motto or what's 
what's the driving force that people can kind of put into their lives? I mean, I think it's really answering the question of like, what is the why? You've talked about yeah. this in the past as well. Yeah. A big why is make makes navigating through the ups and downs and the terrain much easier as long as you have a solid North Star. But mm. when we lose that sense of why and we kind of lose that because of the influence of ego, like, am I putting out this post just to get 20 likes? Am I putting out this post to get 6,000 views? Sometimes it's easy to kind of start navigating left and right rather than towards where we're headed. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty soon you're doing TikTok dances instead of, you know, mental health messages just because you're like, oh, it'll grab more attention. Seriously. And like that yeah. process. And I know, like, I know I say that like it's kind of joking, but it, that's actually the problem, right? Yeah. Like again, everybody, you're renting the Lamborghini instead of, you know, everybody know, wants that validation. Book. You know what I mean? And yeah. like that sense of like really kind of understanding what really drives us, I think is super important because it's very mm. easy to get dissuade. You know what I mean? Especially in this landscape of social media that changes so quickly, you yeah. always have to understand where your why is at if you're going to continue to navigate because there's always going to be some distraction or from, you know, the matrix, a lady in the red dress who walks yeah. by and you're going to become distracted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ne the new, the new social platform starts and it's, there's trends on it or whatever and you get distracted. Yeah, no, that's really good. I like that. I like that to be aware of that. And I love how you call it a North star. Cause I think that's something easy for people to kind of pick up and, and look at. I think the other thing that helps, and we kind of touched on this in this, a little bit as well is being aware of kind of what you are perceiving. So because your ego is sort of what you tell yourself. So just being aware of what those things are and you can do that in, in journaling or reflecting on your day. Right. But what is it that you're giving attention to? There's that super old adage of the whole two, two wolves, right? Mm -hmm. We each have two wolves inside of us. It depends on which one you feed. I think that goes the same way with the ego, right? you have to make sure that you're constantly looking at the right metrics and the right things and auditing your, your inner self and doing so in a way that is, if for some people, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's meditating, but actually taking the time to be aware of what you're perceiving and what you're taking notice of each day, I think is a huge way to, to put in what our, what our ego is. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a huge part for me as well, then I like kind of like think about the question you asked is like tracking is super important for me. Yeah. Right. Being able to kind of document in journaling in the morning and just hopping on and talking about some of the metrics for the day that I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. Gives me so much more ability to stay to the task rather than getting dissuaded and distracted by all the stuff that pops up. Yeah. Yeah. To, to have it kind of nailed down in a bit more. And um, I know we're going to talk more about deep work in a future episode. So if you listen to this one and you're curious about that, go jump onto that one too, because if it's not out yet, you'll have to subscribe and wait. Um, so <laughs> that was a lot about ego. Uh, Keenan, what was, what was your favorite little takeaway from, from all this? I think really thinking about ego as being that, uh, that internal voice, like being able to kind of create the analogy of like, what voice are you going to feed with the two wolves analogy, right? You have to really be conscious about where our attention goes because where our attention grows is are the things that grow, right? Yeah. And being able to recognize that we have to be very conscious and consistently audit the energy that we're putting into ourselves is so incredibly important. And you and I started talking about this before today's call. Life in itself is going to pop up and have different priorities. And being mm -hmm. able to put your energy in places that are going to give you the best bang for your buck in return is super important. And so everybody who hasn't heard this yet, but Freeman just brought a brand new boy into the world. So Finn is here now and, you know, he's got less time than he's ever had. And I'm very interested. Yep. Let's kind of junk on this a little bit. Yeah. It's bringing a new life into the world. 
Now you have a better understanding of yourself, a better understanding of your own ego. So how are you going to be kind of taking early steps to start crafting, I would say, a good version of a human after all the work that you do, you know, to be able to kind of fortify that little one? If I were to boil it down into something, I think the biggest thing is this is might sound weird at first, but it's just to be more aware of just listening. Honestly, I think that's really what it comes down to, right, is this awareness that a self-awareness, which is weirdly tied to ego here, though it's like, I don't have all the answers necessarily, even with what it has to do for that my that my son might need at that moment, mm-hmm. right? But just being there to listen and being more patient um, and open, I think are, are the biggest things that I've learned about myself that I'm gonna take forward into parenting to, uh, to try not to influence too heavily. Yeah. Because I know that there's definitely a, an impact of being like, I have an ego for myself and maybe exactly. it's going to be difficult not to push that on the little one as well. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So that's for me, that's, that's definitely where my, my balance for that is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's beautiful. And I know you're going to do an absolutely amazing job at that as well, well thank man. You, man. I appreciate that. I'm excited to kind of watch them grow and, and see where things go. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, from, from myself, I think it's, I align a lot with what you said there. I think what's cool about this thing that people can take away is just be aware of what part of your ego or let me rephrase that just to be aware of the things you're using to kind of inflate your ego if you maybe you need to so recognizing yourself do i need to put a little bit of work into my own self-confidence that's your ego and what am i using to build that self-confidence because if you're driving it behind metrics like do i own a lamborghini it's probably not going to be a healthy ego but if you're driving it behind metrics of like how much am i volunteering this week now you've got a healthy ego. I think that's my biggest takeaway from all this. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I'm 100% in agreement with you, man. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it so much. And as always, if you haven't yet, please subscribe, follow on every platform you're listening on. That's how we get this particular podcast in front of more people who can hear more of this kind of information. If there's a burning thing that you want us to talk about, let us know as well. Send us a DM on Instagram, on LinkedIn, shoot me an email, however you need to get that info to us. Let us know. Say, hey, here's a topic I'm chit-chatting about. Or if there's something in here that you're like, you guys completely missed this thing. Like, you guys are talking about ego and you didn't even talk about this. Let us know as well. We're always looking for ways to improve and we want to make sure that we're giving the best content we can to all of you guys who are listening. Thanks so much. Keenan, any kind of last thoughts? No, that was it, man. You killed it with that one. So really excited for the future conversations to come. I know that we're going to be talking about a lot of other conversations. So make sure everybody tunes in and kind of hears those perspectives as well. Love it. Thank you so much, Keenan. Thank you for all listening and we'll catch you guys on the next one.